3: From the center of the galaxy, hanging out with all of you, this is Other Center. I'm Kat Napsok.
2: I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and it's nice to be in this galaxy.
1: And I'm Jennifer Landa, ready ready to punch it.
3: (laughs) it. it. What we're doing here is sort of an Other Center Life Ranked Edition. If you've been listening to the show over the last week or two, you know that with the SAG Avtra and WGA strikes still in full effect, we have made the decision, and it was a tough decision, and it was a decision that maybe weighed on our hearts, but we made a decision that was right with our hearts to move away from our normal programming for now to talk about other things uh, in support of the strike, uh, strikes and in support of uh, unions that we are involved Indirectly, uh, adjacently, uh, Beverly Hills adjacent, uh, SAG adjacent, <laughs> uh, independent producer, work for SAG, all those things that we are, in addition to podcasters. So, uh, if you want to get the full story on that. Uh, you go to our most recent episode, in which we talked about acting. But what we're going to do here now, uh, and, and shortly I should say, is do a ranked episode. We love doing our, our Star Wars ranked episodes. I used to have a series on my old podcast feed uh, called Life Ranked. Uh, Joseph has had a show. Uh, it's still going technically, right, Joseph, called Obsessed. <sighs> you know?
2: Pretty long hiatus at this <laughs> point.
3: <laughs> hey, a hiatus. As though, has uh, has not the end of the journey or chapter yet. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do that. Before we do that, we do want to remind you that, uh, hey, this show is sponsored by Audible and you can get An audio book on us. We're going to tell you a book we think you can recommend, Audible. I don't have the copy in front of me, but I'm just going from memory. Has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. A lot of people out there, you love audio books. You put those books in your ears. You walk around. You do work around the house. And you take in the (laughs) books that either you love or you want to love. And, Jen, we do have a, a four center recommends. And this one comes from you. I should say other center recommends. and It comes from you. What do you have?
1: Oh, this is a great one that I have been really enjoying. I didn't want to finish it because it was so, so good. It is called Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. It's a coming-of-age story, um, and this is from Goodreads, so I just wanted to be able to give a good synopsis. In this exhilarating novel, two friends, often in love but never lovers, come together as creative partners in the world of video game design, where success brings them fame, joy, tragedy, duplicity, and ultimately a kind of immortality. It is so good. As we talked about in the last episode, uh, I'm all obsessed about uh, specificity. This is so specific. These characters feel so real. You get so invested in their story. Highly recommend it.
3: That's a great choice. I'm looking at it right now on the Audible website. So you can go to audibletrial.com slash force center. That's audibletrial.com slash force center and try tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow on us. Help the show and help yourself.
2: All right, it's the title of the book and that's how often we want you to get a free audiobook
3: from Audible. <laughs> tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, and tomorrow. Uh, so there you go. We're going to dive into the show. Uh, for those who uh, know how we rank things, it's going to be the same thing. We got a list, five to one, but uh, it's always Joseph and I or sometimes me and a guest or Joseph and a guest, but this isn't a guest situation. This is Jennifer Landa, but Jennifer, I think this might be the first time you've ranked things on, on four Center slash Other Center, right?
1: That's right. I rank them at home by myself. (laughs) I sometimes rank them in reels, but this time we get to rank them together. I'm looking forward to it.
3: This is going to be fun. And we decided today that we're going to rank something that often does sneak into our conversations. And it's a conversation about food, but more specifically, it's a conversation about comfort food. Uh, These can be the items. These can be the group of items, maybe the brands or some of my list might have concepts of things that we go to when we need comfort. (laughs) The definition of comfort might be up for uh, not debate, but up for uh, certain points of view here today as well. What kind of comfort do you need when you're stuffing this food into your mouth? That is what we're doing here today. I think it makes sense. Uh, Joseph, any uh, preamble thoughts before we dive into the rank here?
2: Um, uh, 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 one quick thing, uh, about the other center situation, because, uh, like often when we do, it, it was, it wasn't really a normal news show that we did as our last episode. It was that acting discussion, but we recorded it when we recorded our news. And like almost always, we got, we got scooped, <laughs> right? Yes. yes news yes. came out while we were recording. So we had uh, made this decision about focusing on other center for the the time being and talking about our galaxy, not the other galaxy. Uh, and then as soon as we were done recording, uh, Jen found the updated guidelines from SeG specifically about podcasts. And uh, I think uh, there's been lots of confusion, lots of discussion, and we had been making decisions by looking at some of the uh, just the guidelines for influencers and translating that to podcasts. Uh, but for people who are still curious, sag came out with some very, very clear podcast guidelines. So, I uh, also just wanted to point people to that if they're curious.
3: Yes, uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, it, uh, typical fashion for our podcast episode <laughs> out. More information uh, shows up, and uh, yeah, and again, uh, you know, there's a lot of different podcasts out there, a lot of different YouTube channels and brands who have a different approach or it's just different needs or different involvement and scanning the game, quite frankly. And and there's a lot of different ways to um, go forth in the next few months. And uh, a lot of uh, a lot of folks who who we love uh, who are making, I think, the right decisions for them and uh, we support them as well. So they might might need some comfort and they might need some food during (laughs) these (laughs) times. Yeah, I love this
2: topic because I think all food is comfort food to me. That's my other uh, preamble of like I I, when I'm stressed, uh, I just like as long as I can at the end of the day, sit down and eat something that is not disgusting to me and watch something on the television, I can get through anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, that's, uh-huh. that's my starting point.
3: Yeah, that's uh, something that might come up. The location of where you eat the foods is key as well. Uh, Jen, any preamble thoughts? Uh, how how many uh, food items did you debate in your head before writing them down?
1: I'm still thinking of more. I i am an emotional eater, which, you know, that's, that's another podcast. Uh, so I, I'm very tied to my food. I love food. Um, so this is going to be fun.
3: Fun indeed. Well, let's dive on in here. As I said up top, and, and for those who listen to the rank Shows in the past, they know we worked five to one. No honorable mentions today. They might just show up in the conversation anyway, but if we had honorable mentions, this would be a two-hour two hour podcast, and we're trying to move this along. Justin, we're going to begin this list. Our favorite comfort foods with your number five.
2: Uh, My number five, I think, uh, starts off with uh, something that is both universal and specific. I think this comes up on a lot of uh, comfort lists. But it also uh, sets the stage for uh, my diet choices uh, because almost everything in my list is uh, (laughs) cheese-related. My number five is macaroni and cheese. Uh, Which yeah, right. I mean, I think I, I I've certainly encountered people who don't like macaroni and cheese, or they have mm-hmm. it kind of in a like, yeah, you 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 know that that's like teddy bears and macaroni and cheese go together. You should grow out of them. Um and then other people are like, oh no no no, I got I I've got a whole style when I make it and I I, I like yeah. gourmet stuff and mm-hmm. you know it, it macaroni and cheese is just a base to put weird crap in it. Uh, so I know lots of people have lots of different relationships to it. Um, I, I will absolutely order uh macaroni and cheese in a mm-hmm. restaurant. Uh, one yeah. of my favorite meals that I had uh in the last year I was at the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival in portland and i just i wanted something kind of i was having a martini and then i wanted something kind of just just a light not not a big heavy meal and Mm. i just i just broke down (laughs) and i said to the server um because they had just like a bunch of like giant steaks and you know huge concept salads i was like is there any way i could have a martini and then off the children's menu just (laughs) order some macaroni and cheese (laughs) yeah (laughs) and the guy was like yeah, and it was one of the most comforting meals I've ever had. It was a nice, reasonable portion of macaroni and cheese. I so, love that. Yeah, no, it was great. It was good. I mean, I think that's, you know, you, you talk about, you know, growing up and and getting mm-hmm. strong and not being afraid. I'm not afraid to order from the children's menu anymore. Uh, that's that's <laughs> strength to me. Anyway, uh, yeah. I could do a whole macaroni and cheese uh, ranked. For me, uh, you know, I, I grew up with the Kraft, uh, you know, the, mm. as, as many of us in our, our age group bracket did. but for me the the comfort macaroni and cheese that I make for myself, which is one of the only things that I'm actually good at making is the uh, the Annie's
3: box mm-hmm. macaroni and cheese yeah. yeah and
2: then very controversial what people what people add. Uh, mm. I, I cut up uh, like little cherry tomatoes and I add red pepper, and it gives it a little wow. a little bit of spice, a little bit of uh, kick. When my wife's here, she's always like, peas, add peas, and I'm always like, three, like three of them. Otherwise, <laughs> they will take over everything. They're an invasive species of flavor, peas.
3: <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, this is wonderful. This is a great way to start the thing here. By the way, the Annie's uh, brand makes a, a wonderful uh, vegan uh, alternative uh, version there if you're into that. In fact, I have two boxes the great hmm. for about two weeks has been like, hey, when you making that? When you making that? <laughs> uh, a lot to get into here that, that uh, you're right. We actually could do Mac and Cheese Center. Uh, I'm a connoisseur as well. Our old friend, uh, JT, <laughs> connoisseur as well. We used to go to every restaurant we could get to. But it, it speaks to a lot of things of, yeah, having the courage to order off something that society says you shouldn't is (laughs) important here. Uh, And and as much as we talk about the, the power and maybe sometimes the danger of nostalgia in our uh, space franchises and other franchises, uh, there's a nostalgia in this food, right, Joseph? But I don't think there's a danger, just taste. That is wonderful.
2: No, it is. It is absolutely a comforting taste it's a comforting sensation um uh, m- many of my choices uh, are s- soft cheesy things maybe that says something about me i don't know but there's a comfort in that of just it's, uh, it 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 tastes good and it it goes down easy i'm gonna stop talking now i'm done that's my number five
3: that's a great number five Dad, yeah, any thoughts here on mac and cheese and i'll say this and you know i don't uh, mean to cast you in one role here but mac and cheese for me does have a what mom used to make type of vibe uh, you got some mac and cheese cooking in the house at all?
1: I just made the Annie's mac and cheese yesterday. <laughs> we make it at least once a week. And the funny thing about mac and cheese is that it can be so elevated and you might go to like a, you know, a, not Michelin star, let's say, but a really <laughs> fancy restaurant and they'll have their take of mac and cheese with some, maybe yep. some breadcrumbs on top or different types of cheeses. And I love that but my kids don't. And so it's
2: like we have to, <laughs> I have to ask
1: what kind of mac and cheese? I just need a basic, basic for my kids. Cause they, mm. oh man, cherry tomatoes sounds great. I might try that. Yeah.
3: Okay. I, yeah. I do that. I do that too. I add red oh. onions and cherry tomatoes or Ooh. any kind of tomato. Um, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I do that. Um, uh, and yeah, and it's fascinating, Jen. And this this episode might turn into an accidental uh, corporate sponsorship type of episode. I it's, it's hard not to mention, but like one of my favorite mac and cheese in the world is Wood Ranch. Has what they call Lawrence mac and cheese. Mm. Mm. And yes. I'm either really down or really up. That's the extra I order when I go over there uh, and have an, have a meal. So. Oh, man, I
1: miss Wood Ranch. They closed mm. it at the Grove.
3: They mm. did. Like
1: Caruso. Don't
3: you, yeah, don't you worry. Downtown <laughs> Perfect still going strong, mostly because Mark Ellis and I keep it going. But uh... Billionaires
2: ruin everything. I have one one other mac and cheese question for you, uh, yeah. and then you can move on, because I think this will, will also set some standards. I, I'm very curious about consistency. I, I mm. understand many people would be disgusted, but mm-hmm. my mac and cheese is... Almost soup like I like to put lots of milk and fake butter in it but are yeah. you are, are you both uh, is is a, is macaroni and cheese does it have a sauce or does it have a cream in your minds
3: mm. I think I d- definitely understand that that the standard of excellence of mac and cheese is that the bowl of mac and cheese should sound squishy mm. um, but I'm with you there's times where I've over milked. Or over (laughs) oat (laughs) milk, and I'm actually okay with it. It's quite delicious. I do. Grace will 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 confirm this. I'm so sorry to her. I'm I can be a bit of a slurper, like I'm a six year old. (laughs) So it's not a great combo for the house. But uh, I'm with you. A little watery mac and cheese ain't a bad thing. No, no. (laughs) <laughs> we're, oh my gosh! Yeah, we're yeah. we're uh, we're off and running here, uh, and that's just number five for one of us. Uh, my I'll go with my, my number five, Jen, I want you to to, to uh, get the vibe here. My number five is like Joseph. It's it's a it's an all encompassing term here. Um, but I do have some specific specifics, and it's something I've mentioned before. But I I, I do have a, a, a an affection for frozen burritos. Mm. that's my number five frozen burritos and the reason I didn't rank this higher because this is something that I have almost every day now which might not be a good thing this is what I had for <laughs> breakfast today I had a turkey and sausage one uh, really? I, I do try to maintain a, a vegan lifestyle as much as I can at home um, I, you, I, it's hard to turn these ones down um, here's the thing I, I, it's such a regular routine part of my life that I don't almost don't count it as comfort anymore but mm. really, the comfort is the routine. Maybe Aye. it's an anchor in the wild waters of life that I can return to for lunch or dinner. It's quick and easy. I do love burritos overall. Uh, but if I find myself, if I go to a, a restaurant and a burrito is an option, I actually don't go to it. I go to something else, the status, things like that. And I am a giant fan of this brand. Again, unintentional brand sponsorship. Uh, not a sponsor. Red's Frozen Burritos. I love the packaging. I love the bright colors on the different flavors. I love all the <laughs> different. my favorite is the organic cheese quesadilla burrito that I can only get at Sprouts, uh, which is a highfalutin, high-end grocery store, which is <laughs> disappointing. But they got they got a lot of different versions of them breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and it's just. It is the comfort of routine. It is, you know, it's what I'll have after we record two or three episodes of Four Center and I got to sit down and edit. I, I slap it in the microwave for three minutes. Occasionally, if I'm, if I'm feeling saucy, I do 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 stovetop more than microwave in my life these days, but not with the frozen burritos. And it's it's I dare I say when I turn the corner at the grocery store and the grocery store is because some of them don't stock the reds as much as the other place. It's it's like a frozen burrito Disneyland for me. <laughs> it's just light green Turquoise, tor- tor- purple, blue Yellow, I get to point to the c- Color I like and get that flavor And that's why it's my number five, Frozen Burritos
2: You're speaking mm. my language here I-, I love this, instead of the wall of action figures The wall of Red's colorful Burritos, I absolutely <laughs> love that uh, I'm-, I'm curious about what you- I love what you're saying about comfort Is part of it Is the taste and the flavor and the nostalgia But also the routine, the thing I've run into a bunch And I'm really curious uh, what you think And if this is what you mean as well, um, I'm been so lucky to have lots of uh, creative pursuits and the time Mm -hmm. to do them. That sometimes I talk to people who just who get really creative about food, and for some reason that that breaks me. Of just like Mm. I made a million choices, you know, about the the Mm. thing Mm -hmm. I'm writing today. I have no creativity left for food. I just want something that I do not have to think about. Is that what you mean by like the, the comfort of it? It's just there, and you don't have to think about it.
3: Yeah, I, I'm one of those folks, I've always kind of I enjoyed cooking, but never was great at it. And I was one of those pandemic, all right, this is what I do. It's also a little cheaper. It could be a little more healthier. And I got really into cooking in the pandemic and I, I'm still into it. But, but nothing can, when you're in a pinch, I, you got to have those options. It's like a quarterback looking in the field for the secondary receiver. you got to be able to do that. <laughs> and, and to me, uh, having a, a stack of burritos to choose from and go to when you're in a pinch uh, and it's a fun meal, you know? It's a fun meal. You slice through it. You got everything inside. It's easily contained, so it could be e- eaten on a couch while you edit podcasts pretty easily. Uh, and it can be eaten fast, though I'm too too fast of an eater. So, yeah, I think you're speaking some truth here, Joseph, that that it is uh, all those things. And it is, uh, it is a, a quick but fulfilling alternative. Yeah. Mm. Jen, That's- frozen. Yeah.
1: Bread. Well, they're not my jam, but my husband... Loves them for the reason that you just said. I mean, when he was uh, going into the office, he would just take a frozen burrito. That way it's just, uh, it's a quick meal. It's easy. It fills you up. You, you feel like you, you know, had something yeah. um, as opposed to just, you know, yogurt or something like that. So yeah, he loves them. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten into them. I don't All know. All right.
3: All right. I'll send you the link to. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's funny. I, I, I like father, like son. Uh, my dad, and it was not, but it wasn't passed down. It wasn't, we didn't have these a lot when I was growing up. But if you go to my house, my, my, my parents' house, my dad has the same thing. He has like 10 frozen burritos and he's a hot sauce connoisseur to the point where it's affected his health. His doctor has told him to stop and he won't. Um, is, he has those like, this is the hot sauce that you have to keep in a special case. But I put it on my frozen burritos. So I inherited some some love for burritos uh, transferred in the jeans, I guess. So that is my number five. But Jennifer this is historic your first rank here on other center what is your number 5 comfort food
1: My number 5 is a salad Now hear me out I like a hearty salad and like mm. you can I this is a meal that I have every single day right. and I've been made fun of by people who witness my salad making <laughs> uh because I put a lot of toppings I, I like crisp romaine Yes I like to add artichoke hearts Sometimes mm. I'm a, I'll add tuna or I'll have sliced chicken breast. I like to add cherry tomatoes, mm. maybe some cucumbers. Uh, beets have been added into the mix. Mm-hmm. I like it big and hearty and with Italian <laughs> dressing and a <laughs> giant bowl. And my yes. dad I've, – I've eaten salad since I was a kid and my dad used to make fun of me. He'd say – the the lettuce is doing the backstroke in your dressing which is true i i just coated in dressing which is not healthy at all um but yeah like it's it's a thing and i have it every day and i've had salads for years
2: i love it but this is this is beautiful and big and hearty with italian dressing has to be a beastie boy lyric that i haven't heard
1: (laughs) I mean, in the big bowl, right? Like a a big giant bowl of California Chicken Cafe. Highly recommend their Mm -hmm. California Chicken Cafe uh, Mm -hmm. salad. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. It's got all, and it has pita chips to add a little bit of crunch. Their Italian dressing. I get two jumbos and I just pour it on there.
3: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am, you only ordered one salad. I know. You <laughs> <I>
1: know <laughs> they used to charge me and now they just know me they're like, I'm just <laughs> give it to the lady.
3: This is uh this is I love yeah, no god this is great. This is a great choice. I do love a good salad. Uh Grace is wonderful at making salads. I don't have the time or patience mm. to do them. I'm a free package salad guy, but I'm at a restaurant. And the dressing, I'm with you. I support you. I support runny mac and cheese. I support uh, salad dressing <laughs> overload. Uh, what for? Uh, I've mentioned him already. But our, our good friend Mark Ellis. Uh, he, he loves eating right. He's gotten into great shape over the last couple of years. If you go to dinner with him or lunch, he'll get a salad more often than not. And he does the thing that drives me crazy because it's so responsible. He's always like, "Can I get that dressing on the side?" And I'm like. <sighs> You monster. I, I want it in there. I want a second one. I want to, I don't want to taste anything, but the rest, even though I do love the rest of it. So, I, had a, I just sat last night. I was at the flappers comedy club doing a show and it was a lightly attended show. So when that happens, sometimes a lot of comics will, will sit in the room and support each other. And I ordered dinner and I ordered a salad thinking, Oh, this is great. And I forgot it was kind of a quiet show with not a lot of people. And I'm in the corner just crunch,
2: crunch. I love that romaine.
3: I love that romaine.
2: You should have got a soup and salad so you could have slurped as well. <laughs> a little crunch and slurp for flappers. Oh,
1: that's that's gotta be the crunch because the worst, you know, are the field greens, the mixed field greens. Yes. And when I go to certain uh family members' homes and they say that they're gonna offer some salad with the meal, I'm like shoot they'd give me the mixed field greens a, yeah. a little squeeze of lemon a drizzle of olive oil and that is and i'm like it was over think i'm not going to call anyone out but it was over thanksgiving one year and i was crying uh
0: <laughs> to my <laughs>
1: husband i'm like this is not a thanksgiving meal because again it's about comfort right food mm-hmm. is my comfort and during thanksgiving i want hearty salads mm. i want to feel like i'm I don't know, like warm um, and full, not with the drizzle of olive oil.
3: Look, I'll take a turkey salad. If you put some turkey mashed potatoes on lettuce, let's do it. Let's do it.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thanksgiving salad. I want to do that.
0: That's
3: good. Uh, well, there you go. That's our number five. The show, we we're we going to try to keep it moving. Number four. We'll start with me. We'll do a rotating thing like it's a game show here. I'll start with my number four here. And it is, again, kind of a general thing. Something I don't have as much anymore, which is a shame, which might be why, uh, you know, I've been a little down lately. It's frozen yogurt, a.k.a. Yes, Froyo. Uh, this mm. is something... I don't remember off the look up when frozen yogurt entered the world. I don't remember that exactly. I do remember though, the mid eighties where suddenly everywhere were frozen yogurt shops and in Arroyo Grande, California at the, in the Arroyo Grande village, which is this quaint little stars hollow section of the town. There was a frozen yogurt shop. That's not long gone. And my, R- weekly routine because I inherited my mom's sweet tooth. So, my mom and I, uh, and our sister, uh, my sister, and, and my dad occasionally, he didn't like them as much. We'd head to the frozen yogurt shop. I get some frozen yogurt and a New York seltzer, the original, not the re releases, the oh, New York yeah. seltzers, while watching people pump quarters into what was that game? Dragon's Lair? Uh, oh,
2: Dragon Lance, I think. Dra- Dra- yeah,
3: what, the one that was like a cartoon, but it a video game. Yeah. That, that's hmm. a big childhood thing, and that has stuck with me. And uh, whether it's, uh, you know, Menchie's is okay, a yogurt land, a frozen yogurt town, or, you know, Yogurtville, I don't care what they're called. Uh, I like going in there. It is quite the test of of self-determination, self-control, uh, uh, agency, power, and how you uh, uh help society flow when you go into a yogurt shop, and it's all self-serve now. Mm-hmm. and the test of humanity that is the frozen yogurt shop of are you going to let someone get in front of you are you going to hog all the free samples what do you do with the uh, <laughs> topping line what is your toppings is it uh, appropriate as i think it is to put a layer of yogurt put a topping layer then put another layer of yogurt and then do the mm. toppings you got to do it that way otherwise it's not dispersed equally throughout the frozen yogurt uh and i have a lot of thoughts on this but after uh, Grace made the decision that she was going to go full vegan and uh, I I was going to follow her uh, on, on that pursuit as, as best I could. Uh, Frozen yogurt, which is a treat that she liked as well, went by the wayside. But recently, I will shout out four Center listener Mike Fink. He actually said, you know, hey, I, I'm familiar with your neck of the woods. Uh, there's this spot over here in Glendale you got to go. It's called uh, Yoga-ert. And... <laughs> I would recommend the, the name, but uh, it is uh, this wonderful vegan of frozen yogurt. And frozen yogurt, Joseph Jennifer, has returned to my comfort food list. That's that my- is amazing. The
2: video game is Dragon's Lair. Uh, okay. So sorry, I thought you said Dragon's Slayer, and I said the wrong thing entirely. So uh, sorry, sorry, other center listeners, it's Dragon's Lair. Uh, so a uh, little correction there, uh, but. I like a theme that's emerging here, Ken, where a lot of us seem to be interested in various foods as a uh, as a substrate, as uh, what is what is a base that I can use to deliver other foods to myself?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm.
3: Uh, Yeah, that's a good question here. Jen, thoughts on this frozen yogurt and more? And where do you layer the toppings?
1: You know, my connection to frozen yogurt was in the eighties and they had a frozen yogurt slash video, uh, store, video rental store, uh, video rental place. Like a, it was like a mom and pop blockbuster basically. And it was so much fun because we go pick our movie for the night and then we would go get our frozen yogurt. And it was mm-hmm. a genius idea. Um, now I go, I go every week with my kids. I don't get it cause I'm kind of lactose intolerant a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but my kids, every week, we go to yogurt land, and I, I, I swear to God, every single time, I'm like, stop, that's enough, that's enough. And my <laughs> daughter's like, gummy worms, gummy worms. I'm like, no, two, you're going to rot your teeth. So it's a real uh lesson in restraint. It's mm-hmm. just taking kids to frozen yogurt places.
3: It is. <laughs> I would love – to do, maybe we do a docu series where, uh, Joseph, I would love to take you and your 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 uh, love uh, and uh, interest and understanding of of personal themes and themes, and I would <laughs> love for you to theme out everyone's decisions in yogurt chefs.
2: <laughs> that would be a really fun. Like we'll take the Myers Briggs yogurt test. To, who are we based on our frozen yogurt choices?
3: Are we? I Love that. That's my number four. Uh, Jed, we'll go to you though. What is your number four comfort food?
1: My number four are chips. I am obsessed mm-hmm. with chips. I've never met a kettle chip I don't like. Jalapeno, sea salt, and vinegar, salt and pepper. Yeah. It's all about the the crunch and the texture. I like.
3: Mm-hmm. That's my daughter. Yeah, a thicker yogurt. We hear.
1: She's like, is a time? Is a Friday? Fun day Friday? No. Um, so yeah, chips. If they put them out in a bowl somewhere, yeah. forget it. I have to, like,
0: <laughs> restrain
1: myself because I will just – I'll eat a lot of them. Especially if, like, nobody else is eating them, then I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I don't want the host to feel bad that they put out these chips and nobody ate them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll have that. Chips and nachos. Chips in a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite discoveries was learning that chips in the UK – does not mean the chips that I'm thinking of as an American, it's french fries. Yeah. So that was really fun because uh, I love french fries as well. But, yeah. oh my gosh. I, I, I used to eat chips every day, not with my salad, with a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, but that had to stop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did this. you eat them with the sandwich or did you, did you lace them under the bread for a crunch in the sandwich? Mm-hmm.
0: I
1: would... I would savor them as like my dessert. Mm-hmm. That was I I kind of prefer salty over sweet is mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. I've noticed.
3: Yeah, that's uh, I, uh, I I prefer both uh, sweet and salty separately. But um, yeah, I, well lot of times when I have chips with like a sandwich, either I eat it first to get it out of the way, or I save it for the reward after I get through the sandwich. It's it's, it's a game game. <laughs> <place>. <laughs>
0: uh,
3: love this, Justin. Want to get your thought on chips? Uh, I will say this. We're big fans of that brand. You talked about the kettle brand, uh, the truffle. Mm. I don't even love truffle flavor stuff, but the truffle chips are good. The salt and vinegar are my favorites. Uh, they have a brand that finally, or a flavor that finally for me, Jen, was a bridge too far. Um, I bought it with much excitement. It's called Farm Stand Ranch. And I was like, ooh, this is <gasps> amazing. This is what oh. I've been looking for my whole life. And about yeah. three handfuls in, I was like, "They, I, it's too much. It's too much. Really? I, I can't finish the bag. So just oh. be careful. You can't have too much of a good thing.
2: Farms and ranch is it, is it is it like a ranch flavor and then like the the smell of a yeah. farm
3: <laughs> it's 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 ranchy it's ranchy I don't know yeah it's it's a it's a crunchy creamy herb blasted is how they describe it but we <laughs> opened it up and uh, uh, Grace does not love like ranch uh, flavored dressings or something like that it, it, like our whole house smelled like <sighs> you were ordered a salad like oh. it, it smelled like Jen landa had made a sandwich a salad. <laughs> <laughs> it's <women> ranch. Now. <laughs> oh,
1: then my, I might enjoy it. I love it was like farm farm ranch to imply that it's not like a cool ranch. Like this is like you know fresh and whole ingredients. It's like it's chips. It's,
2: it's chips. It's chips. It's chips. That's a great. It's number. chips. It's chips. Yeah. I love the British uh, uh, crisps uh, in that and particularly the ones that are just combining two, uh, you know, flavors just, I think, to challenge people. It'll be like prawn and engine oil. Uh, those <laughs> are the ones that I got a lot when I lived there briefly.
3: <laughs> you ain't kidding. My first foray to London, of course, was in April. And even in the sandwiches, I've like took, turned to our friend Maddie Gunner. I'm like, why do you guys have, like, prawn and praline sandwiches? What is going on over here? I'm not, no wonder you're all dour and depressed in the cold, foggy weather. You got these weird sandwiches, you know, free and peanuts. Like, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? I love that wow. there. Uh, and I do, uh, yeah, I was disappointed, Jen, too, to learn, uh, you know, uh, as we all did years ago, that uh, it, chips means French fries, but crisps is a great name. I do enjoy a bag of fries. mm-hmm Yes, pretty- I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. This, we always record before lunch. Joseph, you're number four. Uh
2: my number four is really leaning into the the comfort and the soft and the cheese again. Uh y- you you are both talking about like uh things that have some zip and some excitement i do like that in food sometimes. But I think a lot of times for me, a comfort food is a food that's just like calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't need to be so ranchy. Let's just calm down. Uh mm-hmm. and this is uh one of my calm down foods. Uh I was not aware of their existence until uh, my wife uh, made them uh, tuna boats. Uh, looking online, because I, I have no idea how prevalent uh, or how regional tuna boats are. Uh, looks like most people put them in like uh, hot dog buns or whatever. Uh, but the way my wife makes them is it's just a piece of toasted bread uh, with tuna on it covered by, you guessed it, Cheese. Uh, and every once in a while, we'll go through a time where like, that's a, like a, a go-to thing for like lunch on the weekends or whatever. And I'll forget about it. And then I'll be like, oh, tuna boats. Can we have tuna boats? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a small <laughs> child. Cause it's just protein, cheese, and it's so calm. It's so very calm. Uh, perhaps too calm. Anyway, number mm-hmm. four, tuna boats.
3: Tuna boats. I, I love tuna. In fact, I have some tuna I got to make uh, this week, but gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna explore the world of tuna boats a little bit more this is inspiring. I, just,
1: I just googled it I literally did tuna boat and a tuna boat came up not the sandwich I had to clarify yes. but they look delicious oh my gosh wow
3: yeah no I'm yeah, I did the same thing jed but I, I, I typed in tuna boat recipes so now I get some oh. ideas got some ideas later. yeah I yeah this is yeah. Not, I don't want to spend too much time on, on tuna. I guess, but uh, <laughs> this, this has incorrectly so, Joseph. I've I've attached this to like Minnesota. I don't know. You know, it seems like a cold spring day meal to me, and that's completely wrong. It's completely yes. wrong. To me, but I, I'm going there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't I didn't Google enough because I also just Googled tuna boats just now and and got a bunch of uh, (laughs) grizzled (laughs) sailors, which is fun. Um, Old man in the tuna boat. Uh, But I have I have I've never asked. Uh, But I think there's there are a lot of jokes (sighs) about Midwestern Minnesota in particular food that is just, you know, uh, soft and gooey. And that is uh, definitely a part of the uh, the
3: tradition (laughs) of where I'm from. Love that there, All right? Uh, we're cruising along as fast as we can. We're talking about food. Uh, we're uh, now to our number three choice uh, for comfort foods. Jen, we're going to start with you. What is your number three comfort food?
1: My number three comfort food is our French fries. Similar to
3: <laughs> chips. You know, there you
1: go. <laughs> the thing about French fries, though, is that they are not only just a snack or a late night snack. They really can also be a meal um, mm-hmm. if you get a giant amount of them so uh, i have five guys every week because again my kids their font fries are consistently freaking delicious Uh, i really like how they make their fries because that's a a big problem sometimes is that you're excited to get the fries from a new place and it's just not what you're expecting like crinkle fries which can go great or really stale and like Raw potato y. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a fine line. Uh, steak fries. I can always count on if I'm going to a diner or a deli, the steak fries are probably going to be pretty darn good. So yeah. that's a must. Um, yeah, I just, I love french fries. I did, for, there was a time, especially during college, where I used to have French fries. Del Taco French fries and a 99 cent red burrito yes. every single day.
3: <laughs> I'm I ended up
1: getting very sick.
3: <laughs> <laughs> True. True. I I, I uh, yell uh, into the clouds a lot that some of the best, most underrated French fries in the fast food world are Del Taco Prinkle uh, right. fries. And, and the Del Double Cheese is the most underrated hamburger in the fast food world because you wouldn't think to get it at Del Taco. But I'm with you on that. Uh, I, this, this is pizza.
2: news to me. I didn't know that Del Taco had either of those things.
3: It did. Yeah. and. Um, yeah, uh, next road trip we take, Joseph, to a convention far, far away. <laughs> <west. laughs> because <laughs> I, I love, I prefer it over Taco Bell. Now we're, it's a whole different show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Double Dell cheese. Uh, uh, me, Christian Ruvikaba, JT, that's our that's like our favorite burger in the fast food world. It's, yeah. Uh, it's interesting, yeah. But uh, fries. Anyways, back to the fries. As we call them in our house, Frenchie's. So sometimes if I'm at a restaurant, I'll text Grace, "Hey, you want me to bring you back some Frenchies?" And I'll get a "Yay, Frenchies!" Uh, and it's a comfort food in this house as well. And you can't go wrong, right? You can't go wrong.
2: No. Now this is this is where I'll stand up for something uh, firm and <laughs> oh. firm and, and hard. Uh, I, I don't like it when they're all wilty. It makes me feel like mm. I'm afraid they're they're not uh, fully cooked. Uh, mm. Jennifer, uh, do you have issues with soft, wilty fries? <laughs>
1: Oh, there's, I mean, yes. And I've had those where it just feels like they're not cooked all the way. I like it where they're almost a little bit burnt. Mm. Um, yeah. It, Five Guys, again, really mastered it. Because at times, like the ends are crispy, but the center is, is nice and soft. Ooh, it's, they perfected the art of it. Mm-hmm. Five Guys
2: And <laughs> Are waffle fries an abomination to you, Jennifer? Or do you oh, like them?
1: god, I, I, the cris No, no, they just <laughs> they don't taste like French fries to me. All I taste is like the texture, and they always feel very hard and stale to mm. me. It's really tough to get crisscross whatever wait, what are they called what do you call them well, i call Kringle? them waffle no. fries waffle yeah. waffle fries yeah i don't like those i'm
0: sorry
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right there we go some controversy after we stop recording jennifer and i are gonna fight about waffle fries <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Hey, look and there's a lot of you know i've been very uh, passionate about my dislike about a lot of things about in and out and it does kind of start with the fries but it's, mm. if, if you were to show up right now with the thing of in and out fries i'd be like yeah of course i want i want one Oh,
1: yeah. exactly exactly
3: um there you go uh, uh pigtail fries curly fries big in our house as well um mm. there you go that's a great number three joseph what is your number three uh, my number
2: three uh, just like when we uh do uh, uh different kinds of ranked uh, i'm gonna cheat and get two things under one topic uh i'm gonna mm. say pasta in general i think it's a debate about whether you know macaroni and cheese would, would count as a pasta dish uh but a uh, two specific uh pasta dishes because i feel like that's kind of something that you can almost never go wrong in a restaurant. It's it's shocking mm-hmm. when you do, but it's like a pretty safe thing to get if you're at a convention, busy, blah, 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 all that. Um, but the, my two most comforting favorite pasta dishes right now are uh, one, a pasta that you get out in the world because I think, as we're talking about, comfort food can be, you make it at home, it can be fast food, but it can also be fine sit-down dining. Talked about it before. Uh, it's the restaurant uh, Ken introduced me to. Ken and I talk about it all the time. Uh, the Smokehouse in mm-hmm. Burbank. Uh, the dish, the steak Sinatra. Uh, it's called steak Sinatra because so there's some steak in it. But it, it, I, I don't, I've never been able to find out. Like, I, I would assume because Sinatra used to live right there, right when he mm-hmm. moved, uh, first moved to to L. A. That this was a dish that he was probably like, ask the kitchen. This is my head. This is my Sinatra headcanon. Hey, make it, make it like mom used to make because it's just mm. uh, pasta. It's uh, you know, uh, s- some. Uh, uh big tomatoes a uh, big meat <laughs> big it's just mm-hmm. juicy and delicious and just like a, a stick to your gut meal and every I've never had a different thing at, at smokehouse um, mm-hmm. which I probably need to explore uh, <laughs> so, it's, uh, I it's, would so agree.
3: it's I would agree but I'm just suggesting that you try the thing I always order so
2: <laughs> oh. but now it's like I, I I've i have uh, Convinced almost everyone I've been there with to try the steak Sinatra, and no one has ever been disappointed. I'm normally not one of those like culinary like James Bond. Here, let me order for you. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is the one dish where it works. Uh, the other thing is, uh, is, speaking of our our, our partners and our, our little uh, real life uh, dynamics, uh, uh, my other favorite pasta is something I called wife pasta, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Sarah experiments. And she's kind of got, it. there's a range, uh, but she, she makes a specific kind of, it, it's usually like rotini or something just straightforward for the pasta. But then the sauce is like a combination of wine and some random spices that at this point are a mystery and a secret to me. Uh, then uh, too much cheese, which is my fault. Uh, but there's, pasta is one of those amazing things where it's so simple. It's like two to three ingredients. And yet the details make all the difference in the world. And I could never ever explain to someone or have anyone else make me wife pasta because it's a specific yeah. <laughs> things that she does with the sauce, and I can probably tell people to put far too much. Cheese yeah. on it, and often spinach and uh, goat cheese. Uh, it's great. Anyway, wife pasta. Uh,
3: I can't recommend it because only my wife makes it. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm 47 years old. I still want uh, my mom to make me toast because she makes it in a wonderful mommy way. So I understand <laughs> the people who make it uh, well. Uh, my number three. It's so funny that you went this direction, Joseph. My number three, as often does with us, we don't really share a list or plan the list at least uh, together or as a team. Uh, my number three is a Smokehouse favorite, the staple, the most famous garlic cheese toast in the world. It is mm. the Smokehouse garlic bread. I uh, actually have a a generous gift card to Smokehouse that's been sitting on my desk for about two months. Just life's been too busy. And I'm waiting to go. That is, uh, I love that restaurant. I love introducing it to people. Uh, I still have to go the other direction to Musso and Frank with, with you as well, mm-hmm. Joseph. But, um, I just love it. I love it. And I love doing the test of People who've never tried it, the restaurant overall, but then you start with the garlic cheese toast. If, if you can have the cheese, some people can, I get it. Um, and people go through a, a range of emotions. <laughs> they all land, I'm telling you, they all land on the same spot that it's the best they've ever had. But technically, wow. I would say it might be some of the worst. It's, it's not a high quality bread. The cheese kind of feels like Dorito dust sprinkled on bread and you look at it and it, and the presentation isn't gorgeous and and, and everyone kind of stares at it and they look at me and they're like, huh? Uh, (laughs) And, and and the next thing you know, they've eaten the whole barrel. Uh, my friends, uh, uh, Scott and uh, uh, Scott Anthony and his wife, Zara Lisbon, a wonderful author. I, I brought them there for Christmas dinner, same reaction, I don't know. I don't know. Next thing you know, they're like, can we get another uh, basket? Uh, I brought in uh, Michael Hernandez, actor, brother of Oscar Isaac. We became friends with the years and he came to L.A. We've been talking about this for years, for years. And he, he finally came to L.A. and I said, oh, I'm going to take you to Smokehouse. So we, I picked him up at his hotel. We went to Smokehouse. He started he took the bite of the bread and he was like, oh, OK, and I saw the look on his face. He was disappointed and mm. uh, he didn't say it. And then he took another another bite, another bite. Next thing you know, he finished the entire basket. I had a couple of pieces. And he looks at me and goes, I got to tell you, I was going to tell you after the first couple bites that this this was really bad. Um I can't stop eating it. I can't oh stop. God. And uh, Grace and I have put away two baskets at dinner. <laughs> Where the dinner comes mm-hmm. up you're like, "We're going to need this box because we ate the bread." And it just gives me joy. And it gives me joy spreading the joy of this bread. So that's <laughs> my my number 3 choice, the smokehouse garlic cheese dough.
2: It is. It is so good. It's a surprise. I think too. It. It. The presentation is great. I'm not going to mm-hmm. spoil it. But yeah, it isn't exactly what people expect, and I think that really makes people doubt it. But it. It does almost remind me the way you're describing it, Ken. Of I don't know when they invented it, mm-hmm. but it has that sort of flair of like this was made in the Depression or a time of rationing in a different country of like we're going to make do, and it doesn't look yes. like a lot, but it is a lot. <laughs>
3: It has it has the vibe of cafeteria food as well. Like, Mm -hmm. like, like not even like school cafeteria, but like, I don't know, at a summer camp or something. It's it's like easily mass produced bread uh, snacks. But it's great. Jim, Joseph and I have spent a lot of time on this podcast, not just this episode, but the podcast talking about smokehouse. Uh, to the point where I think, uh, some friends of ours, like we, Alex and Molly Damon, we brought them there. Holden Diaz, Mm. we brought them there. Uh, have you, do you have a stance on smokehouse overall? And then the garlic cheese toast?
1: I've actually never been. What? I've never been. Yes, I have driven by it, and mm-hmm. I've said, "Hey, that's where Ken and Joseph go." <laughs> <laughs> and I've never had a chance to go, just because it is a little bit further from where yeah. we are. But yeah. I actually this this year, after I was coming home from the picket, and I was uh, by in the general vicinity. Right I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. "What? I know Ken and Joseph go during the holidays. I want to make sure I go with them this year. You're I'm in, gonna." Uh, I want to t- try this. I want to try this magical place. Uh, yeah, with especially with that garlic cheese toast. It sounds like an enigma. I
3: I just love. There's so much history there. So it goes like Sinatra, Carson, George Clooney, of course, Smokehouse Productions, the name of his production company, and then Scrimshaw Napsack. That that's the history associated with restaurant. That's my number three choice. We're up to our number two choices here, uh, Joseph. What is your number two choice? Um, You know what? I had a hard time uh, picking this,
2: but I'm going to go with it because it's kind of different, but it is still in my theme of uh, (laughs) gooey. Um, And I know, I know this one is a bit of a controversy. It's clam chowder. Uh, I don't have it very often, and it. I I have a can of it uh, uh, at home that I that I picked up because like clam chowder to me isn't an at home. I don't think I've ever had it at home. It's, and mom didn't say like, well, it's Thursday clam chowder night mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. it's always something that like when I'm at a restaurant and I'm really trying to find something that's going to be substantive, but isn't mm-hmm. going to be just like full of like gross stuff or like w- weird weird. <laughs> irresponsible spice experiments that the restaurant mm. shouldn't be doing. Um, in it is just so grounding and so wholesome. And the real the reason it's on my list is I was trying to remember what are happy memories of eating at a restaurant. Like three of them that came to my mind were all clam chowder. So I gotta go with clam chowder for my number two.
3: There's been a lot mm. of energy, a lot of joy on this list today. I am out on this. I'm out on this. Um, can't do it. Uh, my hometown area, uh, Pismo Beach, famous for clams. Uh, when when I first moved there, you could still legally clam on the beach. Luckily, uh, they stopped that because you, you would routinely leave the beach with like 20 clams. Uh, and it was uh, the city official symbol. There's a giant like fabricated clam as you enter into the town. It's wonderful. They dress it up during holidays. Uh, there's some <laughs> Wonderful clam chowder spots there. And I can't I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Probably because when I was 7, uh, we took our Volkswagen van to the beach. My dad did some clamming and I was in the back seat. No seatbelt in that van back then. And my dad had put like six of the clams on the floor of the van, the Volkswagen van, and one of them, there's these puppies are still alive, man. And and one of them, he was sticking its tongue out. Like where, where am I? I was in the sand and I was cr- scream crying. Oh, as if a horror monster had just jumped into the van <laughs> i can't I can't no. associate that but i'm happy that clam chowder makes you happy yeah well next
2: time i eat it i'm going to picture it uh, a, a tongue coming out of
0: it oh no <laughs> yeah.
2: to oh, challenge gosh. myself to understand your perspective <laughs> that makes a ton of sense though and and i in i yeah. got to say it's really funny if if uh, if somebody said without any other context like yeah my my dad was uh was driving. I was in the back, and he was clamming. I'd be like, "What the what? hell are you talking about?" And <laughs> should we lower our voices? What yeah. are you talking about?
0: Yeah, I love so- this. It's
2: just called clamming.
3: Everybody, knows. go Going clamming. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We still used to because you could watch the sand kind of bubbles up, and then you know that they maybe there's probably a clam under there. Uh, anyways, it's so it's a West Coast thing. It's an East Coast main thing. It apparently is a you know Minnesota heart and soul thing. I don't know. Jen, you're you're, you're Southern California West Coast base. Orange County area. There's some great beaches there. Clamming, clam chowder. Uh,
1: You know, I like clam chowder. I did like clam chowder in a bread bowl from the Bodine Sourdough Company, I think it is. Mm. Um, Really delicious. That's also how I learned that I'm lactose intolerant a bit. So I can't have that kind of clam chowder. But I can have the Manhattan clam chowder, which is like the red clam chowder. I think it's got tomatoes in it. I'm not sure. I get it from Crab Cooker. And all I know is it doesn't have as much like milk or cream or something. So my body can handle it better. And it also has a little bit more of like a tartness to it, which I also appreciate. Mm,
2: that's really my nice. too. <laughs> a vote of confidence for tart clam chowder.
3: Awesome. Wow. Um, all right. From there, we're going to go to my number two choice here. Uh, and I, 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 I was, I always put French fries in this spot. I was, but I was trying to think again, this is kind of a concept. I apologize. It's not specific. Uh, but, my uh, comfort food, and we're talking comfort now, is car food. Um, mm. It shows up in jokes about gas station sandwiches that I do. It shows up on podcasts. A lot of people know I love 7-Eleven. Uh, they've never once sponsored me. I've been upset at that. Um, the, it, it, what it really is 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 comfort. It's I do love uh, driving in a car and just hitting the road, and that's and kind of a meditative thing for me. Um, uh, it's always been, um, something I actually didn't inherit from my dad. He would do the same thing. And, and so I love grabbing a, a, a crappy sandwich. That's not the best quality, but it has comfort attached to it. Uh, a drink, maybe a, a, a Twix, something, something that I can just put in a seat next to me and rip the package and go. And that has come from, oh, I just need to get out of the house. Um, I need to grab a snack. It's come from Darkness. I, have, I, I used to have a lot of sad tweets that were jokes but were real where I would cry as I ate a sandwich in a car <laughs> and wondering <laughs> where my life is going and where my career is going. Uh, I spent uh, my old job. I didn't get holidays. I was often working on holidays, but I did get Christmas off. But often I would drive down to Anaheim by myself to go to my grandparents' house where they would have uh, El Pollo Loco dinner every night. That's their comfort food, even on <laughs> the holidays. But on the way there, I'd stop by the gas station, fuel up, and I'd grab a sandwich. I used to joke, like, here's my holiday meal, me in a car. Uh, and it can, there could be a little woe as me attached to it, but it's true comfort. And I I, I recently did this. Uh, I was not feeling um, too up uh, recently. And, and I was like, you know what I haven't done for a while? Just got in this car, grabbed a, a sandwich, uh, grabbed a drink, and just driven. And, and mm-hmm. that's what I did. And so... Sometimes it's sad. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, a, a Padme's rumination in a car. Sometimes <laughs> it's just uh, meditative. And, and uh, that's why I feel like I, I, I'll have to be, I have to stick to it. It's a bunch of things. It's not just sandwiches, but it is car food. The concept, the comfort that is that thing. Jen, I don't know. I don't know if I'm crazy.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's deep. And there is something that's like being in your car, the comfort of your own car, your own space, right? Nobody's going to really bother you there and being able to have that moment. That is, there's, there, there is something to be said about car food. I, I used to do that a lot before. (laughs) I would say sometimes when I have kids, I'm like, oh, finally in the car by myself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You'll get a matcha latte or something and enjoy it in the car. Oh, it's Mm -hmm.
2: nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I I love this because I I think you know we're we're talking about our, our comfort foods and joking about the <laughs> how soupy, how soft, how hard, mm-hmm. how firm. But that's also like the the why of comfort food is sometimes not just about nostalgia, not just like you know mom or dad or whoever used to make, but also just kind of like checking in with parts of your life um Mm. and
0: that's Mm -hmm. what
2: you're talking about of like uh sometimes the (laughs) most upsetting most bad for you (laughs) the Mm -hmm. cheapest food can be the Mm -hmm. most settling because it's just sort of like it it, it reconnecting with yourself and like good bad or otherwise this is a truth this is something that brings you you peace and comfort or or a space to uh look in the mirror (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. while you eat this food uh so i think what you said ken was very very beautiful and i also i know you're i know you've been playing around with songs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you want to write this or if you want to help writing this mm. a uh a, a tender ballad called rip and go about <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of communing with uh gas station food and how it
3: helps you see your soul might have to happen, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, not only writing songs, I've now formed a band that I have no musical talent to be part of. We're called the Moonagers, and our first EP <laughs> is coming out in the fall. And uh, I have a really sad wow. song, but I haven't completed the lyrics, so uh, there's still room to rip and go. But I do like a <laughs> song <laughs> that you just. <laughs> I can see the music video. <laughs> a lot of unicorns and wind-blown curtains is what I meant. Um, <laughs> Uh, so that uh, we're, we're we're talking sad songs, sadness, good food, comfort, and Jen. We're up to your number two, comfort food here. Mm,
1: number two is sandwiches. Uh, this is a very specific yeah. kind of sandwich, though. I should mm. be clear; it's more of like an Italian submarine type of sandwich. Mm. So there's one uh, a place called All About the Bread. It's off of Melrose and La uh, yes. The yes, they have. They make their bread, I believe, every thirty minutes, and it's like crunchy. It's like that, God, that Dunch crunch, you know, but it's like airy and fluffy on the inside. And I get the Godfather, and I had to look this up because I was like, "What is on this thing?" Spicy capicola, mortadello, prosciutto de Parma, ham, Genoa salami, and provolone. It has lettuce, tomatoes, some sort of like hot, like hot pepper kind of spread, Mm. olives, and stuff like that that they put on top of it. It is so good my mouth is watering just talking about this it, it's gigantic like you could just have a half but i always have the whole because i just can't stop myself it tastes so delicious you give me that in a diet coke and i'm uh, that's it mm-hmm. that's it i'm like so happy and mm-hmm. and i sometimes will go there if i've had a, a great day right like i'm yeah. celebrating i had a good audition whatever it is and sometimes i go there because i'm like i i need something to, to get me through this mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm bummed out, right? So yeah. it's it's both of those things. It offers that kind of comfort. Oh man, that's delicious.
3: Uh, you know, we we're speaking in generalities, car foods and frozen yogurt, but like I love that you're like, this is what I order. This is the menu item. This is down to the ingredient.
2: I love it. Mm. That's beautiful.
3: Yeah, yeah, and that's the comfort food
2: is a friend who should be there for you when you're you're up and when you're down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was thankful that they survived the pandemic. I don't know if they have other locations, but I mean, I, I will often, if I haven't gone there for a while, I'm like, let me just check and see if they're still around, and they are, they are.
3: So. There's Yeah, there's one uh, in, in Burbank, I live out in Burbank, but I don't know if it's the same, because it just might be another... Mm. Uh, pun bread name kind of sandwich shop. i have to check it out. I'll let you know. Right.
1: Let me know.
3: Let me know. Yeah, well, there you go. We are ranking uh, our comfort foods. We're up to number two. We are uh, we're getting to our number one, I should say. We're going to take a quick break late in the show, but we do want to get a break in here. When we come back. Our number one choices for comfort food. No honorable mentions, but maybe we'll find a way to talk about it. All right. Stick around here for more others.
0: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week.
3: Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Welcome back to Four Center Presents Other Center, a sort of life ranked edition of the show. We're ranking comfort foods. I'm Ken that That's Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer oh. Sandwich Landa here in the booth and <laughs> the dog. Which dog was that, Jen? Which dog is hungry?
1: Mala that's- Mala was being very Mala as who would say in Spanish.
3: <laughs> Barking because. Mala wants comfort food too. Uh, I get that. I, I have two chihuahuas, as you all know. One of them is uh, completely food motivated and a food manipulator. Like mm. only we'll, we'll beg for food knowing that I fed her, but Grace doesn't know it. It's a, it's a thing <laughs> I it. All right. We're up to our number one choices here. These are the comfort foods that get us through the tough times. Maybe help us celebrate the good times or just are there for us when we need them. And we have reached the list. It's been so fun doing this here. Hope you all out there enjoying the journey. And I'm sure you have your own choices. So don't forget to find us. Uh, we'll tell you where to find us later. Tweet out your pictures. Tweet out your comfort foods. Uh, uh, we could even try to use a hashtag #OtherCenterComfortFoods to find it. That's a long one, but it might work. Uh, <laughs> we want to turn on the conversation too. And we'll say this: uh, we we can't wait to get back to talking full time about the the galaxy far, far away. But uh, even uh, on our acting episode this week, uh, so much engagement from you all. Uh, not just about hey, I'm learning things about you all, uh, but uh, you guys have your own thoughts on what you like in acting or actors, and I'm sure, I'm sure. You can have thoughts on food, so let us know. I uh, need yeah. consistency photos of macaroni <laughs> yeah. and cheese. I need, and
2: it's it's fine. Mm. This this is it's mm. all fine to disagree. Uh, sh- yep. I want to see the real creamy. I want to see real soupy. Show me yep. your mac and cheese.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it, it, food is all it's very personal and everything. And I've learned that over the years. Like I said, I I've been quite frankly just a jerk about in and out in the past. I've tried to pull off that because I don't want to take joy from anyone from their point of view. And talking about uh, the stuff we do, the themes of Star Wars here in Force Center has helped me talk about food better. Uh, mm. So there you go. There you go. All right. We're going go to number one, but we're going to work our way to uh, uh, Jennifer being uh, the last to give her uh, choice here. Uh, so uh, I'll go first, Joseph, uh, this one, Jen, you, you mentioned it and you mentioned it, but you didn't con- combine it directly with the thing that makes it my number one choice. My number <laughs> one comfort food. I thought about this. I thought about what the thing that, that, that uh, Oh, I want that or ooh, brings me joy. And I, and I love sharing it with people a staple in a lot of friendships. My pal Matt Key, my friend uh, Joe Ruggirello, former Guest Air Force Center, uh, that's like, hey, want to go get? Um, And that is Uh, Chips and Salsa. And it's an N. uh, It's not N. Chips and Salsa. Uh, uh, It it is... um, I love, uh, I love Mexican food, or at least what the uh, Burbank chain restaurant version of Mexican food is. (laughs) So I know it's (laughs) around the world. Um, I own that, but uh, going to uh, uh, tequila's, the Don Cucos, Uh, you know, uh, you you got me. You got me. And I walk in. Sometimes it's a table for one. And I say it with a big, proud smile. And I have, I've done much like with the garlic cheese toast. I've sat down and had so many baskets of chips and salsa that Mm. I have no room for the food when it finally shows up. Or I push (laughs) aside the fajitas or enchiladas or burritos or tacos and I just keep eating the chips and keep (laughs) dipping into the salsa. I also dip so much. I am a hog when it comes to it. You need a second uh, bowl of salsa when you're with me because I spoon it out with the chip mm-hmm. yep. it's not a light dip it's not a suggestion it is a spoon of salsa that often ends up i take pictures i've done some of my earliest instagram pictures are me documenting my table or placemat after i'm finished with chips and salsa <laughs> and the person across me one a <laughs> civil war battlefield the other one looks like a separate White house it is it is just a, i am messy unabashedly it gets on my shirt and i don't and a lot of times i look down and i'm like how did that get there and and grace or whoever matter. And will be like, well, let me explain it to you. I'll explain the silence <laughs> of the science of your chip dip. Uh, it is chaos, but it is joy. Uh, and it is when I'm down, sometimes it brings me up. And when I'm up, it keeps me going. Like it's, it's a thing. Mm. And, uh, I am, um, definitely a, a restaurant person in the sense of, uh, and I'm not a fancy, I'm, I'm the opposite of a fancy restaurant person, but I, I don't know, Joseph, you've, you've been around me too. It's like, I, I kind of like the old, uh, it's like the P- Pablo Picasso, the Paul McCartney song about Maca- Picasso. Drink to me, drink to my health. Like I, I, all my all my friends around a table, chatting, drinking, eating. It's one of my favorite things. Um, mm. and, and going to have chips and salsa with me and a full meal is is a, is a, is a thing I love to do with folks. And uh, I feel bad for them that they have to watch me devour it like a bear, stumbling <laughs> with the campsite. But it's my favorite mm. thing, and that is my number one comfort food: chips and salsa. I want to
2: see the uh, more Instagram photos of your placemats. Like, uh, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm really a big fan of sort of like uh, found art. Like just the way <laughs> something happens to splatter is beautiful. Like I yeah. the, yes. artists are trained and, and they should make uh, creative choices. There's also just a beauty. The same way you see like a, a tree that's just like gnarled and going in strange directions. I want to see your uh, Picasso
3: <laughs> salsa splatter as that's art. Exactly. Yeah, mm. this is great. Uh, that, that's uh, that's something I got to do. I, I'll re-release some of the photos, but I'm definitely going to make some new ones. That's what i we'll do. <laughs> uh, Jen, you had chips on earlier, and I was like, oh, we're dangerously close to my number one choice. But this was a kind of specific thing here. Uh, but I imagine a chip fan from like you are is not far from my oh. choice.
1: I, you know what? I, yeah. And the, re- I say I'm saving it for my number one because it kind of goes hand in hand, but I will say this, you and I together, oh my gosh, it would be like a, a salsa massacre because <laughs> I'm the same way. It's like, I'm, it's like a ladle. The chip is like a ladle, just me spooning in the salsa. And yeah. I have to have my own salsa <laughs> bowl because otherwise my family's like, where is all the salsa? I'm like, uh-uh. Oh yeah.
3: Yep. Would be a pit. And you just have to own it when you sit down. And, and um, I used to, I used to, I, there's one place that we used to go to uh, and then they're still going, but COVID kind of changed our habits. Grace doesn't need to, uh, uh, you know, uh, same food as much anymore. So it's like, we didn't go as much, but I, I finally found a Mexican restaurant that when I showed up, they were like, that's the dude that needs two bowls. And <laughs> he's, he's back. He's back. And then they would put it on the table with a slight smile, like looking at me, like, we know what you need monster yeah Uh, that's comforting yep yeah
2: uh i assume you're both um how if they offer you options for the salsa i assume you're not uh, neither of you are are mild people do you ask Mm. for extra spicy do you are you just connoisseurs to just take whatever they put in front of you and and find out if you like it
3: yeah yeah i think that's a good way to live live through life Uh, i'm a medium i i do love occasional spice um but it uh, it doesn't uh, I don't sit well with me. It's, it's a vague, if not disgusting. <laughs> but it just it, I, it's something I got from my mom. My dad, like I said, like he's he's got the this is the two billion Scoville unit sauce, and it'll rip through his soul. Uh, and to the point, like I said, his doctor has been like, you've got to stop. So that ain't me. <laughs> um, but I can't I can't go super spicy. But I do like the kick. So medium with me, occasionally mixing. Uh, And I like all consistencies. My dad makes a very good, uh, it's like a little family recipe of salsa that I I keep asking him to give me. And he he won't do it. So I've got to question that. But it's a very fresh, more pico de gallo version of it.
0: Mm,
1: He said mm -hmm. in
3: in the accent of a very much Burbank white guy. Um,
2: (laughs) No, I was impressed. Pico de gallo. (laughs)
3: Pico. Can I have the pico de gallo? Um, But I'll I'll take any, any or all. And I'll try it. I'll try it.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Uh I, I like it. I don't love it. I I I need to be um mild for my general constitution. But maybe we should all go for chips and salsa. and I can get instead of salsa, a bowl of clam chowder.
3: <laughs> 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 dip the chip in the clam chowder. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's
0: funny. Well, I, I like that. I
1: like
3: uh, that image. Well, um I am uh, close to probably going to uh, get some chips and salsa myself soon because I've talked about it. But Joseph, what is your number one choice for comfort food?
2: Uh, My number one will be absolutely no surprise to anyone who has listened to the podcast uh, for a long time because it comes up. Ken and I have did an episode of his uh, podcast, Life Ranked, about it. I post uh, pictures about it almost every time I eat it. (laughs) Sometimes it's a few too many times in the week, so I don't do back-to-back photos. Uh, But it is frozen pizza in general. But yes. very specifically, Tombstone frozen pizza, uh, ideally mm. uh, pepperoni and sausage. And I'm trying to enjoy mm. the Tombstone while I still can, because I think uh, ironic for their name, they are slowly dying.
0: <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh,
2: they are dying, but their they're, uh, footprint, even at the the places that still carry them, in LA mm. it's mostly Target and Ralph's, and that's about it to my knowledge. In mm. Slowly slowly getting even smaller uh, pushed mm-hmm. out by the California pizza kitchen in the Newman zone <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Newman' zone come on He's salad dressings what's he in the pizza <laughs> section for they, they,
2: they, they are actually I they I've, I've been going to to Newman's Own because they are actually I, I they they hurt less
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, oh, really? it's a little
2: healthier it's a little um, healthier and I can taste it of like oh, that salt but not mystery things <laughs> Uh Wonderful. Tombstone is full of mystery things, and, <laughs> and I I begin to uh, taste that more and more as I get older. Um, mm. I was really resonating uh, what you were saying about your, your sandwich, Jen, about um, that you go there when it is uh, – you had a victory and this is a celebration. Or you go there when you're bummed out and this is a consolation. Um, mm. I think that's part of it for me with uh, the frozen pizza is it is – everything um when i was uh you know living at home it was a very once in a while treat food Uh, Mm. very associated with my dad because he was a frozen pizza monster so it was one (laughs) of those things when i moved out of like frozen pizza night is the rarest greatest explosion of joy on a random friday night a Mm -hmm. surprise that i didn't know was coming and uh, you know when i moved out i really wanted to be like Why can't every night be surprise joy night? Mm. (laughs) So I started eating frozen pizzas a lot. And somehow over all those years, they haven't lost the sense of uh, excitement and fun and um, choice of I'm an adult and I can do this. But I've also had them so much in so many settings. They're also just comfort. Um, but for me, like, a uh, a, a just a, a fabulous night will be doing some sort of a show with friends. The show goes well, it's exciting, it's fun. Then you have a party afterwards and, and, you know, maybe you're, uh, need to soak up the, the alcohol a little bit. Uh, maybe not, that's fine too. Uh, but get home at like 2am and make a frozen pizza and it's this perfect intersection of adventure and comfort. Uh, I could go on and on, and I have, and I will again, but for now, so I'll stop there. That's, <laughs> it's just this perfect combination of adventure uh, and thrill, and the absolute most comforting food I can ever taste is a Tombstone frozen pizza
3: uh I love this. And I, I, it's it's not just a chance for me to advertise but I'll, I'll dig up uh the the episode is still live on my feed the, the knapsack <laughs> network is, is is what emerged from the knapsack files but it's uh yeah one of and you and i just still kind of just knew each other right it was it was early on in our, our yeah. relationship and working relationship so uh it's a life-ranked episode Joseph brought five reasons you know to love frozen pizza uh at uh, it uh, it was amazing it's amazing it's 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 something that's a very much a part of of who you are and it it rings true. So uh, maybe we'll repost that as well so you all can go listen to that because it's wonderful. It's wonderful and it's real. Yeah, and I still, much like I I really do want you and Sarah to co-author and publish a a, a book of, you know, cocktails and cocktail (laughs) photos. Yeah. I I really think you and and Frozen Pizzas have uh, have a lot of work left in the world.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I made one last night. I had to stay up extremely late trying to download a file, trying to finish a short film and I cut it very poorly and very sloppily and I took a photo of it and like that's me right now
3: <laughs> mm, <laughs> right. Have, yeah uh, do you have pizza scissors I do
2: Sorry. not have pizza oh. scissors I have a couple different rollers and sometimes yeah. I just I just use a knife just a yeah. little kitchen
3: knife and, and there's probably something uh, maybe organic uh, you know flowing in, in the knife of the roller and I have a good roller too but my dad did uh, get uh, grace and i pizza scissors about a year ago and i will describe it as a life changing utensil
2: yeah and i mean i then. just love the absurdity of it it sounds like something uh, you know bugs bunny <laughs> would use to attack elmer fudd
3: <laughs> big and you slice it under and and, and uh, you know it, but it yeah it's it's uh, it's it it makes uh, it makes it all even more fun I'll say that. that. I'm so excited for the new adventure, the new dawn that is Pizza Scissors. Pizza Scissors. The new dawn of Pizza Scissors. Jen, this has been a wonderful time. This has been a wonderful show. Been a lot of fun. Uh, Laughs and truths all around. But what is your number one comfort food choice?
1: My number one comfort food choice is Mexican food. Uh, It has to be. I mean, it's comforting because it reminds me of growing up, although my mom never cooked. Mexican food. She cooked just like beef stroganoff and meatloaf. (laughs) Uh, But when the family would get together, I'd be like, oh, my family can cook. Why can't my mom? But like all my aunts could make, you know, tamales, menudo, carnitas, carne asada. My mom, I don't know, maybe she was rebelling. I don't know what happened. But we'd also go out to Mexican restaurants And there is nothing for me like a Mexican restaurant, which was kind of taken away from me during COVID. Um, Mm. But it is so comforting when you get in that cushy booth. Like you said, Ken. They bring you the salsa and the chips and the water. I look over the margarita menu. What am I going to get now? Right. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing I, I usually will get. If I'm going to go healthy, I'll get a tostada. Which is like a mm, crispy <laughs> shell. <laughs> That's so my healthy? healthy.
3: It's healthy. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> healthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some lettuce. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like, I used to always like uh, cheese enchiladas when I was a kid. I've grown to like uh, enchiladas suiza, which has like a green sauce. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a tacos person. For me, that's not comforting. I'm always hungry afterwards. If it's tacos and like rice and beans, that's a that's a meal for me. But just two tacos? No, my husband can have that. And I'm like, I'm just hungry. For me, my comfort is a wet burrito mm-hmm. with the green sauce topped with melted cheese. And there's a place by USC off of Vermont called La Barca. And it's like the colossal burrito or something. It's gigantic. You you can't eat it all there. I mean, you could. I have, but <laughs> you don't want to. I don't recommend it. Um, and they have these gigantic cheap margaritas. They make them strong. Highly recommend it. Mm. That is my my comforting place.
3: Oh man, yeah. Clearly, we're synced up on our ideas here. Uh, Towards the end, <laughs> it starts with the chips and salsa, and I could because I could end there. But then you can get the rest of these meals. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a restaurant that's not a Mexican restaurant in my hometown. It's actually overlooks uh, the beach. It's on a cliff, it specializes in seafood. But they have for whatever reasons a a burrito there that mm. is so large. I, I haven't had it in years, but every time I would finish it, a waiter would come up to, over to me and be like, I've never seen anyone finish that. <laughs> and I'm like, why <laughs> not? This is just an amazing. Burrito. It's kind of everything you're describing, Jen. It's just the. It's the whole thing. It's the atmosphere. And we could run down a list of our favorite ones in L.A. One of my favorites mm-hmm. is the, uh, El Cholo, the original, which is on uh, yes. Western. That's great. Yes. Well, we it's go
1: great. to that one. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah it's, it's a good spot. spot. Uh, it's big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm making jokes about, you know, hey, you know, here I am, this uh, white man in Burbank. And so I totally get there's different versions, different, uh, more authentic styles. But there's just something about, uh, you know, a chain restaurant that you stumble into. And it it feels uh, feels like comfort to me yeah mm-hmm. casa vega i really like
2: Ooh, uh, casa vega is good yeah there's a place in our neighborhood uh la valita cantina uh, They get mole mm-hmm. enchiladas that are amazing yeah
1: oh gala gets very good about their their mole they're like oaxacan food mm. um if you, if you like that very authentic um i'm not so much of a fan of mole my husband loves mole but for me i i really like the tart the tang of like a tomatillo kind of sauce that for me is more more my thing but
2: yeah well, oh, I'm man. I'm, I'm, in, I'm inspired to experiment uh because mm. I wanted uh, you know taste things that that you guys like but I have wanted to order a, a wet burrito simply for the comedy of it for years <laughs> my loud midwestern accent i would like a wet burrito please i wanted to do that cuz it's one of those like i get it i get it but come on wet burrito what yeah. Like uh, uh, yeah. not 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 poking any fun because every every culture has like how mm-hmm. how did we arrive at that name? Yes, uh, right. so, yeah. so so be it. Uh, but I'm going to try a wet burrito, and and in honor of this episode.
3: Well, yeah, it'll it's be mid- part of the four center field trips that we need to take now. Uh, and my yeah. thought is, I really want to agree with you, Jen, on the taco thing. I love tacos. I, lo- I love going on taco crawls. Our friend uh, Dorina sets those up every now and then. Mm-hmm. We go and the- mm-hmm. love tacos. But when it comes to going to a restaurant like we're describing here, the tacos to me are a side dish. They're an appetizer. Occasionally, I'll yep. use them as dessert. The yep. a lot of burritos everything else comes first and a taco on the side so i'm with you
2: yeah. that's right except for that's uh right. you the puesto have you jennifer have you been to puesto no where's that it's in anaheim and it it oh. it, it, it it vexes me it curses me because i it's it's fabulous they they have like uh great tacos that are really really stuffed so you're i i'm always cocking, like yeah i'll get three i'll still be hungry and like i have walked out of there uh like uh, uncomfortably full it's a uh, really really great it's right by the convention center in anaheim and mm. uh, when star wars celebration was there in, in 2022 i tried so hard to get people to go to PlaySto, and it just never worked out so now I, i'm i'm i have <laughs> look, fury in my gut
3: look that that you got you could blame me because number one, i wanted to go to tortilla <laughs> joe's at disney uh, city walk uh, that was great i had no yeah. problem with that I made you go, made you and Brian Ward go. Then I made you and Brian Ward go to Bubba Gump Trump. I'm a restaurant hog and I'm the problem. I'm the problem. You,
2: you're not the problem. Those are both strategically oh, located. I had clam chowder at Bubba Gump oh, It was great. <laughs> a happy memory. Uh, oh, it's it's one of those things that just didn't work out. The, the, you know, everybody, 800 people making plans together. But I want right. to, If we're doing field trips. I'm putting, putting Puesto in, in the
3: ring. Uh, I like there. it. There you go. There you go. Wow. We're hungry. We've had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We hope you are listening are hungry and have a lot of ideas and thoughts. Uh, you know, no need to disagree and shame food choices. Celebrate yours. Maybe be quizzical about ours or share the joy in ours. We'd love to hear about that here today. So we're almost out of here now. Uh, Other Center has been uh, very fun so far. And uh, hey, we can't wait to get back. To talking about the other things, uh, the, the, the Star Wars stuff that we love. And we're, we're confident that we'll get to do that again and hopefully get to do that again soon. So we'll keep you updated on that, our position on that, and the strikes as well. Uh, hopefully producers can, and studios can come back to the table and negotiate with those unions. Uh, much like, uh, you know, Teamsters and UPS seem to do real fast when they wanted to. <laughs> So I uh, movement over there as well. So that's it for today. Our look at comfort food. You can find us on Twitter at 4 Center Pod. We're on threads at 4CenterPod as well. Though I did have a login problem the other day. So I got to fix that and see if everything's okay. So I can get back into that account. Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, YouTube as well, uh, where you can listen over there. We will be doing some live shows. Not this month, July. We uh, had to take an unexpected hiatus. Just a lot of life things getting in the way. And we want to make sure we're in the right spot to, uh, you know, cover things and talk about things in the right way. So uh, we'll be back next month over there. Uh, you can uh, follow us there. Merch available at slash user slash force center. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center. Get into our discord where the, uh, Wow, the discourse over food is going to be popping. I <laughs> we have some opinions over there. Uh, follow me at CadNapsack. Go to com for more information. Other things I do, stand-up comedy dates uh, out and around. Uh, this uh, great nation of ours will be announced soon uh, with me and Mark Ellis hitting the road. So uh, that's me. Jen, where can they find and follow you?
1: You can find me on all the social media platforms, at Jennifer Landa. I feel like I'm ramping up right now. As you can hear, I'm in like this menagerie. With children and animals. Uh, so things are a little quiet for me on social media, but I'll be ramping up uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks once school starts and I get my time back.
3: Mm. Right. <laughs> uh, Joseph, we uh, know that you probably need some time back too because you've been busy making uh, a wonderful short film, uh, but where can they find and follow you?
2: Yeah, I'm on uh, so many social medias uh, trying to find a, a, a real solid replacement there for. Mm, The site formerly known as Twitter. Uh, But you can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Threads, Blue Sky, all those places, at Joseph Grimshaw. Just about done uh, with that uh, short film that I've been working on. But the other short film that I made before, The Narrator, starring Phil Lamar, is playing at the Portland Festival of Cinema, Animation, and Technology. If you're in the general Portland area going to that festival, that is on Saturday, August 5th, that uh, my film is showing. So I'll be posting about it more on social media.
3: And I'll say this, I accidentally saw the narrator and I had to do a little uh, test, a little password test, Joseph. uh, I don't want to reveal too much. But uh, so I was like, well, and I'm not joking here. I've got a frozen burrito I just made. I'm going to sit and watch this (laughs) while I eat it. You watched the whole
2: thing? I watched the whole
3: thing. Wow, that's great.
2: That's great. I'm so glad. Thank you for testing the
3: link. Yeah. So uh, check that out when you all get a chance to see it. Uh, All right. That is it for this week. Uh, Life has been ranked.